0: An an elegant weapon, but a more
1: civilized age.
0: Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon. This is episode 404. I'm Jay, and you're you. And I'm happy you're here with me. You know who else is here with me? It's our good friend, Mr. Sam Noir. Thank you for hanging out with us, Sam. So happy to
1: be back. You Uh, know how happy I am right now that we're able to do this. And congratulations. I I keep congratulating you, but it's 400 episodes is a real big deal and you made that one so personable and so from the heart and I think that's really really the key to your show that you wear it on your sleeve and this is all about uh, you putting your heart out there for the passions that are your life whether it's the geek stuff or the, the folks around you or the the comics and TV show you love like this this is what this is what we should all be doing right
0: uh thank you uh absolutely i appreciate that so much because it has been it's been a labor of love over the years and it's uh the show has evolved and it's gone through a flow and an ebb and you know it's uh yeah 400 by the time well obviously it's a weird time during a pandemic and all of us going Mm -hmm. through all this existential existential like truck crisis type situations (laughs) and blah 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 sorry kids I'm a little cotton in the mouth. Let me get me let me take a little more sip of my soda. What are you drinking right now? Okay. Well, I just finished off my Pepsi. Okay. Um I had Pepsi because the boy loves the Pepsi and uh mm-hmm. you know, I I I went ahead and let him uh, have that pleasure tonight, but normally I'm a Coke guy. But uh Yeah, so um Sorry. Lost my train of thought kids. Nope. That's hey, something already... we often do on this show as well. Over the last 10 years, 10 years of doing this, getting old, Christ, how old I... was I? that I was, I was 35 years old then when <laughs> I started doing this show so and, over 10 uh, years now. Yeah. And there have been personal moments. You're right. Uh, episode 400 was the, was the, you know, it was the culmination of pandemic madness. Um, and it felt really good to share. And I really appreciated all the feedback of course. And uh getting a lot of andas tonight i hate i hate when i'm i'm so stoned that i'm giving a lot of andas that's how you can literally determine how high i am on a show kids is how many andas you get and are you
1: vaping or smoking tonight with your uh, pepsi i'm
0: smoking tonight that's why i was a little oh, okay. out there and
1: I i'm i'm a thing. little behind you right now i've just uh shout out to my friend gwen who uh gwen Gwen has has been making uh, homemade gummies Ooh. and delivering them to me. I'll have to uh, give you uh, a taste of those. they're They're awesome actually. so but you know, take a while to kick in. And I'm chasing that with my new favorite soda, uh, Mountain Dew watermelon. Ooh, that sounds tasty. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I'm, I'm just a little behind you. It'll probably kick in and soon, soon enough. So we'll, we'll both be. Uh... All right.
0: Everybody try to pay attention to Sam and, and see how clearly he continues to speak over the next hour or so. All right. Perfect. There we go.
1: So we uh also <laughs> celebrating a birthday, celebrated a birthday on top I of did.
0: it. I did look at you being all personally pertinent. Um, I, I celebrated a birthday on February 10th. Last week, and I had a fantastic time A really nice, nice uh, weekend uh, Thank you, Crickle Thank you, Crystal uh, Cosplayer Crickle um, You know, she uh, hosted a, a fun weekend for me And uh, it was good times And hung out with my boy And uh, uh, yeah, got old I'm 45 now um, And then, unfortunately Ten podcasting 10 years of podcasting. Holy crap. Um, and I'm like,
1: congratulations. That's many
0: episodes behind where I should be. If I cared that I was weekly or not, but I really don't. So this is an accomplishment. Don't diminish yourself, bro. This it's more is- the years than the episodes. I used to be all excited about getting to episode 400, but honestly, the, it's the 10 year thing. That's more exciting because I've been on countless other podcasts. I've had other shows, other networks. I've done easily hundreds and hundreds of more episodes of various you know kinds of podcasting so uh you know that's that's a cooler thing to me
1: in in at episode 100 let's see if uh we can get you to do something awesome live imagine being on stage somewhere and being able to do an awesome uh, live 500
0: uh i did episode 300 two, 200 i did live
1: Okay. I when did. Was, what was the Ralph Garman episode? Was that 300? That
0: was 300. Ralph Garman was on episode 300. But episode 200, I did live from Motor City Comic Con. Mm. And I had a few guests on. I had Jimmy McKnight. Um, I had uh, Tony from the Drunk on Comics podcast. And oh, there might have been was someone else there from that show, maybe. I might be blanking out, but also I had Ming Chen and Mike Zapsic, the comic book men, nice. and uh, the That's boys from Podcast up. Detroit. So Bod- Podcast Detroit, who was at the time a uh, network that I was a member of, uh, they were broadcasting live from the show, so that episode was set up and broadcast live. So I recorded it and dropped it, but it was also available to listen to as it was happening on PodcastDetroit.com. So that was that was a lot of fun. That was really really cool. And then, yeah, episode uh, 300 was Ralph Garman. And so episode 100 was actually Mike Zapsik. I got him to return after being on episode 25, because he really helped start, kickstart the show for me as far as getting an audience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the
1: inspiration as well, right?
0: Uh, absolutely. Yeah, because they were doing uh, Mike and Ming. And uh, what was the show at the time? Oh, I'm blanking out on what their show was called Because it wasn't the Mike and Ming show at the time It was I Sell Comics Yeah, I Sell Comics Mm -hmm. And uh, so I got him on the show for episode 25 And then episode 100, he came back And so that was special Episode 200, him and Ming together So that was special And then episode 300, Ralph Garman So I'd also always dreamed of maybe episode 400 I could finally get the Kevin Smith, you know I was slowly working my way towards it (laughs) <laughs> and uh because i'd also had rob bruce on the podcast rest in peace and uh i was just slowly working that connection right and every mm-hmm. time i saw mike zapsic he'd be like so you get kev, you get kev on the show yet and i'd be like yeah man i just called him up and was like let's do it like what do you think you never know though you, <laughs> you never know well that's why i was working towards it but then the pandemic and everything yeah. fell apart so by the and time you, 400 you came around
1: i was like screw stuff. it <laughs> well you moderate a lot of convention stuff so when all that sort of comes up you never know right just just see what happens you, maybe in a 100 episodes uh we'll see if you're a dream back
0: man i don't know you're to dream friend no I, I the dreams are too much of a disappointment these days man <laughs> i'm trying to keep the dreaming you know what i dreamt a lot and i accomplished a lot and when i really yeah. look at the past 10 years i'm super proud of went went down so mm-hmm. if the world is at a place now where I have to take a break and I have to live a bit of a simpler life, that's fine mm-hmm. by me. I've, 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 come to accept that. And I really actually don't mind it, you know, and it allows me yeah. to take care of a lot of the things that I kind of need to take care of. And I'm not going to stop podcasting. This has been the basis of everything. And, it, you know, I'm too much of a loudmouth to ever quit yapping. So, you know, as much as there may be gaps in between, as long as I have some wonderful people to talk to, and even when I don't, I'll probably continue to, you know, do this. So you ain't going to get rid of me so easy, but sometimes you just might have to take a, take a pandemic, Jay. And that's, that's okay too. Right.
1: Well, even the simple pleasures of, uh, for me, you know, just sitting down with you and chit chatting about, you know, the, the latest Disney plus show or, uh, the peacemaker, which I, I can't wait to talk <laughs> yeah, about later. Sure. In the
0: episode. Uh, first let me address something. Um, sure. My cat died. My dear, sweet kitty cat, Bradley Thomas Clark. He was 19 years old. I received that cat when I was 26. Him and his brother, Jacob. Jacob passed on last year. And uh, never in my life have I been without a cat. I've got my first cat the day I was born. His name was Aramis. He was a barn cat and my father brought him home for me. And I've pretty much had a cat ever since then and dear bradley he just got old he got sick and he was in pain and he wasn't well and it just got to a point where he it was not a good quality of life um so i opted to put him down uh and it was very peaceful and uh shout outs to the cat clinic on concession road in hamilton they were about as wonderful and compassionate as you could possibly get um So I highly recommend you taking your fine little furry felines over to the cat clinic. Uh, Wonderful people. Um, And they helped me out. So Bradley is now peacefully in kitty heaven. And uh, I I loved him very much. It's going to take a lot of getting used to, but I'm also very proud of the 19 years of happiness that I gave him. And uh, we went through it all together. As Sam was saying earlier, when we were talking about it, uh, we went through the shit. And, uh, you know, uh, he was there every step of the way. So uh, I'm going to stop with animals and cats for a while. Over the past three years, I've lost uh, an animal per year (laughs) and I'm going to take a break and I'm going to actually try to live life a little while without having to worry about running home to feed things that are living or getting someone to come here and feed my things. Um, I'm going to get used to this and see how it is for a little while. And who knows, maybe one day I I will probably fold because I'm already thinking about it. I'm already like my first instinct is to go get a new cat and I'm fighting it with every fucking fiber of my being Um, because I really do for once want to live, you know, see what it's like to live without having to worry about something that's living, you know, other than my son, of course. But, uh, you know, so rest in peace, Bradley. I love you. You were a wonderful, wonderful kitty and you were the coolest cat that ever lived. So uh yeah that that was that happened but we're okay. Uh I'm not falling into a deep hole about it because like I said he lived a long beautiful life and I'm very proud of the life I gave him. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, Sam is here to talk about other things. He's well, here, here to talk well, well, condolences. Thank you. My friend. I thank I've, you. I've
1: said it, you know, I know I've said it a, the uh, prior to this but it it deserves being said and yeah, our our fur family, no matter what, are always there for us, aren't they? They do definitely are. Yeah. Last yeah. longer than, than most human relationships.
0: This is absolutely true. It's unfair that they don't live as long as we do, because that'd, that'd be pretty damn cool. Um, but uh, yeah, let's talk about some nerdy stuff, because uh, sure, sure. Sam's got a whole whack load of nerdy stuff to talk about. <laughs> uh, in regards to the Royal Academy of Illustration and Design. If you are unfamiliar with the Royal Academy of Illustration and Design, kids, that's the Raid Studio, damn it. Uh, and for those of you unfamiliar with the Raid Studio, Raid is a studio that was established many years ago here in Toronto by a bunch of kids. 20. Chip Sadarsky, Chip 20 years ago. Uh, 20
1: years ago, Ben Shannon, Kagan McLeod, yeah, established a a studio and the the longevity of this as an institution. Yeah, it's hard to believe that this year is the 20th anniversary.
0: It's it's very cool. Now, for most of the first part of its existence, uh, Raid represented, uh, uh, I shouldn't say represented, I should say it, it carried a certain mythos with it. It was known for producing the finest of the finest and the coolest of the coolest of the Toronto comic book community. Uh, A lot of radical type comic book creators, a lot of people doing things uh, very different than, you know, what was happening. And it was, uh, as I have learned, it was in a place before the place that I knew it to be. And the place that I knew it to be was magical. It was just this old school Toronto loft, uh, you know, brick-walled, uh, tiny little place with just desks and shit everywhere. And when you <laughs> walked into this place, I was only there once, and I went there to meet up with uh, Kyle uh, Smith. And uh, I, I met him up there, and we were talking. What's it? What was his web comic that he was doing? Do you remember?
1: Oh, uh, it wasn't Scare Tales. Uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was a, the no, Black I, something.
0: I, it was like Black. Oh. Black Witch. Was something black like Witch. that, maybe. I yeah. I'm blanking it's, out. I apologize, Kyle, if you hear this. But uh, and anyone who
1: does remember, put it in the comments. Yeah, he's, he's uh, doing a
0: new webcomic. And, and I went there and I podcasted with him there. And the second On I College walked Street, yeah, in Little Italy. The second I walked into that place, you could just feel the creativity oozing out of the walls. Like it was really, really cool. There was nobody there. Halfway through our interview, Scott Hepburn came in and uh, just said hi and started drawing on something. And uh, we kept going. But other than that, the place was empty. No one was around. And this was several years ago. This is way pre-pandemic and stuff. And, uh, you know, and shortly after that, uh, they closed that one down, and moved into a new space, and also when went into a new headspace in a way. Um, Raid has has gone from this you know kind of mythological uh, entity of cool uh, into a now very open, inviting, uh, transparent uh, you know hub type space for the Toronto comic book community um they've moved into what was formerly a mascot making factory building right that was also Uh, even a restaurant before that right
1: so uh i think the well when they moved in there it was uh this again this is what i've been told and again i saw little of this because I got in just as they were finishing the renovations. But yeah, it was uh, essentially a essentially a bar slash restaurant that had been closed for 20 years and that in the interim. Yeah, a, a mascot uh, uh costume factory had moved in, and there 's the stories they they tell about going in and checking the place out and the there 's a scary murder basement essentially where you know there were all these mascot uh, costumes and plastic bags hanging from the ceiling, so you can imagine it was the stuff of nightmares but uh, uh, yeah, uh, I was lucky enough to arrive just as that well at the start of the pandemic, but the For the most part, the renovations were complete. And so this this was a dream space, uh, uh, particularly since there is a storefront gallery. This is sort of the hub that you're referring to at Roncesville and Queen uh, Raid. And especially now that they have the new awning, uh, the the, the signage prior to this, ironically, uh, said Corona. Yeah. Uh, which again, a lot of people were tweeting that the the picture of the outside uh, during uh, the pandemic for obvious reasons. But uh, finally, within the last month or so, the uh, raid signage has gone up. There's also a coffee shop and an art gallery, uh, of which uh, you've had the pleasure of attending a, quite a few openings now
0: uh indeed i've been to a couple um i've gotten to visit the studio a few times i've also experienced the murder basement myself i would have loved to have gotten to see it when it was pure five nights at freddy's with all the mascot costumes up uh but Mm -hmm. i saw it empty um the building's amazing it's beautiful the renovations they've done are incredible um but it's literally gone from a little hidden studio in the wall to this bright open space uh with like uh communal areas and like you say uh, a whole gallery at the front with a beautiful little bar a tiny little bar
1: for alcohol or drinks
0: or coffee shop or whatever's going on
1: high-end coffee shop with great empanadas and uh yeah the comics are available there and different uh rotating so we're just coming to the end of the uh, show you attended the opening to in december which was the uh, canadian trailblazers which is uh, contemporary creators paying homage to the golden age uh, Canadian comic book creators. Yeah, it was very cool.
0: Uh, it was beautiful, beautiful work too. And uh, I had fun that evening. That was a rare evening where we got to get out and we got to actually hang out with people. And I got to chat with Ramon for a bit and I got to chat with uh, uh, Emmanuel Chanteneuf. Um And uh, who else was there? A few other people were there, but uh, it was, it was fun. It was fun to get out. Um, but as I mentioned, Ramon, I would be rem- uh, remiss to not mention that uh, the studio itself these days is headed up by none other than a Ramon K. Perez, uh, you know, and a lot Eisner of know-
1: award winner of uh, Jim Henson's Tale of Sand and uh, recently nominated uh, for Images Stillwater, which is written by uh, Raid founder Chip Zdarsky.
0: Yeah super cool stuff and uh was a super nice super uh, cool guy creative director and he also i know he spent a lot of the you know first part of him his pandemic was finishing off the renovations and making sure all that stuff got done and uh you know beautiful beautiful space if you get a chance go down there and check out the raid studio uh and the raid gallery it's just great um raid has also and you know it's cool because Uh, We were talking about this before because it's gone over these 20 years from us talking about these amazing people uh, who are incredible creators and, you know, you know, big names in the local community who have gone in, gone on to be the top of the tops, you know, guys like Chip Zdarsky. And uh, there's guys working up there like Scott Hepburn and all these guys that were heroes to us, you know. And, uh, Marcus
1: Doe uh, sits across from me, uh, currently on Shang-Chi, but he's right? drawn Batman <laughs> right? and right? <laughs> uh, recently Excalibur. Uh, Kalman, who's uh, uh, Androsovsky, who uh, is best known for uh, reimagining Captain Canuck, but has also worked for uh, Marvel and DC. And uh, yeah. It's, it's crazy, just, right? No, absolutely, absolutely and a lot yeah. of names in between there including uh francis Manipool, yeah. who everyone knows ken lashley was a member for a while there oh i didn't uh, know that yeah yeah no the the honestly truly over the the 20 years it's been Holy a real shit uh, who's who lashley chart, was sort there. of uh naming naming off all the all the people who have i'd love to heard. see his new studio. come and, come and gone uh there's uh the Currently out of Montreal, there's the Lethal guys, uh, and all three of them, Carl Kirschel, Annie Belanger, and uh, Carrie Nord were uh, RAID members at one time or another. And yeah, they've gone off to uh, have their studio in Montreal and their uh, imprint. We've been sort of referring to Lethal as our uh, sister sister, uh, studio in Montreal, and there's been a lot of cross-promotion between the two. Do which they have like wonderful. a place out there, like a spot? They do. It's a physical, it's a physical place. I oh. My one regret is I was there last summer and I just didn't have time. They, they were, they were even launching. I can't remember which Kickstarter they were launching, but it was, uh, uh, I think it was Carrie's Kickstarter. And yeah, they, they had invited me to come hang out because the whole team was there. And I'm I'm a remote part of that that lethal comics team. And uh yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't able to pop in. So on my list for this summer is to be able to finally uh pop in and and actually hang out at their at their physical studio. They've got a lot of space. Uh they share it with a video game company, which again is is really cool. And uh, yeah, they've just been busy fulfilling last year's campaigns. I think Carl's coming to the end of his uh, fulfillment. And uh, yeah, it's Mother awesome. Trucker, Psycho Gorman, and uh, Folklore are all in various phases. So hopefully they'll be uh, launching their uh, next set of 2022 books uh stay tuned for that uh
0: oh, kickstarters are insane right now so before we yes. get too off track here so let us let us talk so about raid also at this point that you know with the new space and a lot of the new oh and what i was saying about how all these people that's how we got into talking about all this amazing talent is all the people we used to hang out with having drinks or doing whatever or being at cons with were all these up-and-coming artists that you know, we're all our friends, uh, including you, being my friend. I guess I should say this is different because you're part <laughs> of the whole thing. But now it's weird that all my friends are now what make up a big part of raid. You're there, Shane Heron is there, uh, Aaron Ong is there. Um, you know, it's, it's it's really really cool that you know it's it's it, Toronto's so great for bridging these generations, right? I think that's why Toronto continuously for decades has just bred the best of the best there's been top tier workers out of any generation every generation that's come through um because there's this connection there really is this uh you know it's through the schools it's through the museums it's through the galleries the shows the in the places like raid you know that this
1: is this is the one truism that that i've i've found like when you sort of first are are breaking into the 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 comic book industry. Uh, essentially, everyone, you know, there's the people who have sort of already made it. But for the most part, the advice that I was always given is uh, focus more on the folks around you or at your level. Because eventually, when the tide raises all ships and as all your careers sort of evolve, you'll be coming up together. So that that is, in fact, and, and again, this this uh, new volume of Raid, uh, uh, Kyle, Katie Sawatsky, Gabe Sapienza, Katie. Shane. I mean, Heron, Andrew yeah. Keeley, you know, all these, uh, Andrew Dorland, uh, all of us who yeah. have been just sort of, uh, hanging out and, you know, of, of a certain, you know, uh, uh, quality, uh, and, and of that sort of, uh, ready to break through in, into, into bigger things, uh, you know again this is this is all slowly starting to happen one by one it is absolutely true that uh your peers more than anything make the difference it's not so much those that are established in the industry uh although it's great to have friends and mentorships in there but at the end of the day uh it's it's yeah f- focus on who's there and and the it's rest will say- take- like-
0: Toronto to me itself. is like, it's like a waterfall of talent that just continues to flow over the years. Do you know what I mean? It's all yeah. just molds together. It's just one layer over top of the other. And that's kind of really what it feels like. I think that's why it's, it's it's the best place in the world to for producing comic book creators. I, I, you know, I fully firmly believe that uh, best of the best, some talented people coming through. And, you know, there's, there's other people who I wouldn't even know, like, you know, Uh, there's kind of like the sheridan group of people who came through sheridan like the jim zubs you know what i mean and there's the whole Mm -hmm. dave ross like uh you know uh
1: what is it sorry what fascinates me is the fact that uh what's uh, the school called sorry mutt uh
0: the mutt creators what What was it called max the Max the mutt Right, right, right.
1: Yeah. Well, uh Ty Templeton School is the one I personally uh (laughs) comic book boot camp. Hell yeah, right. Comic book boot camp, because that's where I came up and that's where all my I met all my peers. Well, most of my peers and most of my friends uh that have been creating comics with me for the last you know five, seven, eight years. Uh we all sort of started there and we've continued to work together and grow and and develop our skills right and and again it's it you have to learn it's it's not a it's not a sprint it's a marathon right over the years you 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 know one you you do your first comic and then you do your next and yeah eventually you 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 look at what you produced you know the previous year and it's like oh that's garbage my new comic I'm proud of right and so long as you're you're all growing together that's the fantastic thing although uh part of me with the Sheridan uh, uh, mob, it's kind of fascinating to me that of sort of the I'll, I'll call them the the generation just ahead of us at Raid. Uh, I think there's like five or six of them that were all at Sheridan together. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dax, Dax Gordine, Scott Hepburn, Joe Vereen, Eric Vetter. And I, I'm sure I'm forgetting some someone in, in there. But yeah, they're all those was guys, up there. I'm not sure. I'm pretty Zob, sure uh, Jim Zub's just to, was just, there, to right? just to be clear, Zob uh, isn't a member of Raid. No, that's what uh, I was saying before. Uh, not, to con- not to confuse people. Yeah, uh, no. This, but he's he a came out of, of Sheridan, right? Uh, I I don't know uh, Jim very well, so I I, I feel like he did.
0: And I'm just mentioning his name because I'm just like not trying to, you know. Yes, definitely make sure he's, you know, he does his thing. But it's just the amount of people. And the amount of top-tier creators that are in the area and, and and the new blood that's on things like Star Wars, like Jason Liu and Megan mm-hmm. Wong. Another like,
1: Sheridan guy
0: out of control. What's going yeah. on here? And right I believe
1: now. Megan was at Sheridan for for a year. God uh God. just in my head. Uh, but but yeah, Jason Jason Liu was at Sheridan. In fact, his connection to Raid was he was the raid intern in the early days. Uh, which I didn't was know Howard, that either he got connected with uh, chip. And so they did uh, the Eisner award-winning uh, afterlift together. That's amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. I no, all idea. this, all this sort of See? secret history. It's there,
0: a there goddamn is. waterfall. Anyways, back to right. raid uh, raid is also pressing things. There have been three volumes of a raid anthology raid one, mm-hmm. two, and three currently uh, the Kickstarter is happening for raid uh not yet not Not yet yet. no no it's about to happen sorry yeah it has not quite yet launched but it is coming very soon um in about two weeks now explain this to the people because this is kind of like the start of a new volume where you had raids yeah uh the raid anthology just one two and three now you have uh kind of a new beginning to this next section how is this going to work
1: yeah well the uh, again you know, if, if you look at those first three raid volumes and then there's been a bit of a gap. So raid theoretically was going to be an annual publication showcasing the, the work of, uh, the raid members and the extended raid community. Unfortunately, the pandemic happened and there was a little bit of a delay in all things, but also there is kind of a a new generation coming in, uh, to the studio. So, uh, but it's essentially a bit of a branding refresh. So uh, Ramon has come up with the idea that uh, this new trilogy, uh, four, five, and six, uh, will have separate branding and a separate title, even though the original three volumes will still be available. There's a whole new look and a whole new feel and a whole new sort of uh, flavor to this. Uh, Raid volume four is going to be called Raid Clatu. C-L-A-A-T-U. And uh, there's there's two references in there. If you also you know know the term, uh, uh, or two or three references, well, multiple references, because uh, this volume will be called Klaatu. Uh, the next volume, volume five, will likely be called Barada. And the sixth volume will be called Nikto. And uh, <laughs> this is a reference to the day the earth stood still as well as uh, three characters from Return of the Jedi from Jabba's palace and barge. And uh, there's also, uh, again, this is, this is a a famous sequence of nonsensical words that comes up in pop culture a lot, starting with uh, its origins in uh, uh, that 1950s B movie uh, with Gort. But uh, yeah, it, it, uh, oh, Army of Darkness was the other reference, right? Because right. Ash had to read the the three words and yeah. managed to mess up Klaatu Barada. <coughs> so so yeah, this is the this fun bit of branding. Uh it's for the first time is going to be a flip book as well. So we've got one cover by Scott Hepburn, who has been crushing it on uh his recent venom carnage. Uh, infinite comic. It's a web comic, but also he's done great work on Cosmic Ghost Rider and the MODOK uh, tie-in to the Hulu TV series with Patton Oswalt uh, in recent years. But Scott was nice enough to, to vo- devote some time to create an awesome, awesome awesome, awesome monster cover uh, with Colors by Ramon. And then as a flip book, uh, Ramon has provided uh, another cover. So rather than having two variant covers, what we decided was to, you know what, we'll have two covers, but you won't have to buy multiple volumes. I know on Kickstarter, that's a very popular thing. In comic shops, it's a very popular thing. But uh, Ray Press in general wants to be A book publisher doesn't necessarily want to be in the collectibles game, like a lot of other publishers have been doing to to survive. Stick to the art, right? Yeah, you get you get basically your your two covers uh, in one. And the way it's sort of divided right now is that one cover is a little more real world oriented uh, and then you flip it over and then that's the more genre based science fiction, fantasy, otherworldly story. So it's yeah. kind of cool that we've managed to sort of theme the anthology a little more uh, than the previous volumes. So again, this is, this is a new start. Uh, uh, the the lineup of creators is, is phenomenal. Uh, we've got Hoche Anderson, who is best known for his uh, Martin Luther King, award-winning Martin Luther King biography from Fantagraphic Books, but also recently has gone to uh, Marvel and is now doing, I believe, a Luke Cage uh, series, if I'm recalling correctly. Something like Uh, that, yeah. Yeah, Derek Loughman, who's done like Star Wars <laughs> Ventures. Ramon, of course, is contributing something. Uh, the aforementioned uh, are
0: Ontarians Katie's- making all the comics right now. <laughs> I think they might uh, be making are- all the comics.
1: There we go. But, uh, yeah, in terms of uh, I'm trying to think uh, who else from the community, Uh, Jack Briglio, uh, who's known for uh, Canada Jack and uh, or sorry, Dominion Jack, who appeared in the True Patriot uh, series has contributed something. And uh, Katie Sawatsky, our good friend, has done beautiful work. This is Katie. I can't wait to see her work.
0: Like, I can't wait to see what she's done.
1: I will send you some samples. This is Katie unleashed like you haven't seen her before. She's Oh, that's exciting. It must be
0: it must be just crazy psychopathic.
1: That's so super exciting. And Katie has been working for a video game company the past few years, and this is Katie as you've never seen her before. Uh, we're used to seeing uh, her black and white uh I guess uh, hand drawn stuff on stuff like Slow Mosey. She's gone full color, full digital, and it is gorgeous and and yeah out of out of control it's it's wonderful i, well, can't I haven't wait. seen
0: any of her art
1: in so long
0: right like because like there's been nothing put out there yeah Cause, cause, you know she's, she's working for a company so it's not like she can share all that shit so you know yeah, man, we yeah. haven't seen anything so i'm i've never seen her do anything excitingly colorful and digital and i cannot wait because she's one of my all-time favorites she's an amazing talent that that woman is just Crazy crazy gifted Uh, You know she's You know how there's some artists that just give you That eye candy you know what I mean Like um, I've talked about him before On the show but one of my favorite living Artists is a man named Ryan Lee And Ryan Is uh, I can't even describe the things That he does he was working On uh, what was he working on Shit Shit He did something for Marvel, and I'm totally blanking out on what it was. And he also had a book called The Naturals, I think it was called. Oh, I hate that I get stoned and forget things.
1: But, anyways,
0: (laughs) Ryan is he's one of those artists who his brain is connected to his hands in a way that you just can't comprehend. It's not in his, you know. Just his skill as a technical Like his technical skill as an artist But the things that come out of This guy's brain are the most Out there Fantastical and Imaginative sketches You will ever see by any Artist anywhere ever And right now he's doing A string of these things On his Instagram It's Riley art Everybody go check out Riley art because every day he's posting one of these just imaginative pieces that he does. And, you know, he does, he's an amazing sequential artist. These amazing cover artists, these amazing, you know, straightforward artists for whatever you need. He can adapt to many styles, but when he's just going and just letting this shit pour out of his fucking weird, weird ass brain, it's unlike anything anybody else does. And it's, it's, it's like eye candy. Every day, one of the biggest joys of my day is when I see his Instagram post for the day of whatever the fuck came out of his brain through his hands and onto this page. And I highly, highly encourage all of you to go check out Riley Art. I know I'm really blowing him up, but if you like weird shit, he will instantly become your favorite artist. There is nobody Thanks. doing weirder shit than fucking Ryan Lee. And the reason I thought of him is because Katie Zwodski. Yeah. Also go dosable. check
1: out Sushi Hound, I believe is her uh handle. As well, if you're gonna check out some work, she does amazing work.
0: Just just crazy stuff. Is it, did she yeah, switch yeah. it up to that? Because it was so, it was just K Sowatsky before or something, wasn't it? Or what was
1: it? Uh, it what? probably still is. Uh I've I just noticed it. It's been sushi hound uh in my feed. At no, at- I, I've noticed that
0: too recently. Uh now that you're mentioning that, uh I absolutely did, but I'm telling yeah, you, like for
1: K. Sawatsky, and yeah. and then the name might be sushi. Check both both of these
0: individuals out if you want to see some weird ass shit. Check it out, but Riley, are he just melts my brain and he makes me so happy. It's just he makes my eyes fill with dopamine. It's fucking weird. Um, but anyways, so when is this Kickstarter happening?
1: Uh, two weeks. So it launches March seventh. Uh yeah which is about 2 weeks from now uh, more or less and uh yeah they, you can uh well I I've got the link that I think I sent to you, you, we can include it in the the post. But uh, right now, you can go click on that link and hit that notify button. I I encourage everyone to do that. uh, So you'll be alerted when this campaign launches. Again, a lot of our friends at the Raid Studio, uh, Shane Heron and Andrew Healy, are doing an awesome story about uh, a serial killer who, uh, I guess, goes after the musicians who... uh, uh, died when they turned uh, 27. I think that's that's a thing, right? So, uh, really? Yeah, that's yeah, a thing. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Cobain and and Bob uh, yeah. uh, Hendrix and Joplin. Joplin. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a clever clever idea. Uh, Kyle Smith has a story, uh, Gabe Sapienza has a story and uh, Andrew Dorland and myself uh, are uh, fantasy contemporary fantasy series about uh Irish folklore has a story Ballyskillin uh Ballyskillin is augmented reality comics and I believe there's at least one page of uh, augmented reality in there that I'm I'm really excited about and again we've had this done since uh early on I think uh, Dorlan and I met at Raid Studio and uh, Pretty much this was our first story together uh, within a month or two of us meeting in the pandemic starting because we were all by ourselves in Raid studio uh, during that first lockdown. And we really bonded and launched a comic together. So there's a the, there's a what is it an eight page uh, Ballyskillin story in there. And. Uh, I should mention Danish Mokhidin is a real talent to uh, look forward to at Raid. He's done a reimagining, a comedic reimagining of uh, The Jungle Book. It's basically a sequel. Oh, yeah. The Jungle Book, and it's hilarious. He's in that sort of Bigfoot Mad Magazine cartoonist school. You know, his big influences are... I've seen
0: those pieces around that you just sent me. I've seen that before online recently, yeah, that so, he's kind of did all these different cartoon characters from different eras, yeah. kind of a big splash page of it.
1: So this 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 transitions beautifully to uh, what is launching on Tuesday. Uh, Danish, uh not only loves pop culture and the history of pop culture, this is why uh, you can see Danish and I get along so well. And, and we've become such good buddies is because he loves all this minutia of comic book history. Uh, and he's spent nine years creating an infographic of over 300 characters from pop culture, (laughs) starting with uh, Frankenstein in the 19th century through all the way through the 20th century to uh, contemporary times with the Mandalorian. So he starts with Frankenstein, uh, ends around the Mandalorian and in between are well over 300 characters. He's curated in this poster print that's going to be launching on Kickstarter on Tuesday. It's called Timeless Characters. And yeah, if you like Sergio Argonas and Don Martin and those kind of uh, zany cartoonists, you know, he's really influenced by, uh, 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 what's it, Charles Adams of the New Yorker, the Adams family, that kind of humor. Uh, you know, Sunday Sunday Funnies, uh, that's really his style. Uh, the, basically uh, in the Jay Fosgate. Vane, right? Or right, the Dax yeah. vein, I think is the best way to, to describe it. And yeah, uh, poster launches on Tuesday. Again, I, I've got the link in there. You've seen some of the characters, it, it's really, really cool. It looks to be able fun. to see those many characters on a timeline juxtaposed with real world historical events. So he's taken World War II, the Great Depression, the moon landing, all of these things, and chronologically placed all these characters and when they debuted on one single timeline. It's astonishing. And yeah, basically nine years worth of work. It's, it's mind blowing to me. And I... <laughs> I am really, really excited for folks to just, he's, he's. So what do
0: part. you do? Just order the poster? Like,
1: yeah. So it's a Kickstarter for the poster. There's two sizes. They're going to be signed and numbered exclusive to Kickstarter. There's going to be a 12 by 18 poster and a 24 by 36 poster. Plus he's going to be doing commissions or uh, if you want uh, little caricatures uh, where he'll put a little caricature of you and your birthday on the timeline which is oh, fun. Yeah? Sure, offering sure. 20 of those. And then like 12 head commissions and uh, 12 full body commissions. So it's how much,
0: how much is it basically? Like uh, I guess one small- pledge is basically how much you're buying a poster. Yeah, for. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So, so uh, in Canadian funds, uh, uh, American funds much lower than this, uh, I believe uh, $35 for the smaller 12 by 18 uh, print again, signed and numbered by, hand numbered by uh, Danish. And then, uh, the, uh, deluxe jumbo size 24 by 36. And I recommend the big size. So you can actually see in detail all the, all the cartoony line work he's, he's done. Right, right, uh, that's going to be 65. And then, yeah, with a little caricature, I think that's going to be 95. And then, uh, I can't remember as an add on, uh, uh, I can't remember how much for the the commissions, but it's it's a relatively small campaign, but well worth it, I think. as uh, the first offering uh, coming out of raid Studios itself, uh, followed by three offerings from raid press. So uh, two weeks after that, timeless uh, or sorry, uh, Timeless Memories launches on Tuesday and then Raid 4 two weeks after that on March 7th. And then towards the end of the month, we have Dax Gordine's uh, From Raid Press. Uh, Dax Gordine's uh, Force Folk 2, uh, Force Folk 1 was a huge su- su- smash surprise hit last year. So his second volume of comic strips is being collected. And then following that in three weeks time will be uh, Ramon Perez's uh, Kookaberry uh, web comic, which started, oh God, 12 years ago. I think some, something like that on, uh, the, the, uh, former popular TX comics, which was named talent. The first time I think a group of named talent, uh, from the raid studio, uh, launched web comics, including, uh, part of that lineup was Carl Kirschel's abominable Charles Christopher. Again, another huge smash hit from, uh, uh kickstarter last year from carl Kerschel. so super fun Qu- quite the lineage of of uh stuff going on you you see where it all sort of ties together with raid studio as this real hub
0: there's a whole bunch of shit happening and yeah the fact that sam's he- got his toes dipped in all of it
1: <laughs> <laughs> like a dip cone from dairy queen
0: But I'm glad to hear because you were just telling me how, you know, uh, a lot of things are running smoothly and everything's nice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. You know, everything's going well. So I was well, we were we had a really crazy busy year. And again, this is this is sort of the rejigging and and rethinking of things without conventions last year. Right. So leaning into crowdfunding, you know, amongst all our friends. And again, I've been helping out so many of our friends with their crowdfunding campaigns from uh, Becca, who was doing her Gehenna to Martin Slam Duncan, who was doing uh, Dracula to the Lethal Guys, to the Raid Press Guys. So I was feeling a little burnt out uh, at the end of last year, oh, I'm sure. sure. Yeah, I'm sure everybody could kind of tell I was getting a little cranky and testy towards the end there, especially after <laughs> I think in October, uh, uh, all told, I was helping to run something like five campaigns uh, uh, in in that that were all running at different, you know, intervals uh, in the month of October. And so, uh, yeah, now now I'm refreshed and ready to go. And we've got all these projects lined up and and yeah, confidently ready to go. I'm I'm no longer sort of uh, spinning plates. I'm more feeling like more of an air traffic controller, you know, lining yes, yeah, up planes yeah. ready for, for takeoff and landing, you know, like
0: it like all coffee. comes with experience,
1: right? yeah no it's absolutely and we've we've talked way longer thank you for for letting uh me me plug uh the raid studio projects we've talked way longer than i expected to about them
0: no i love talking about it i love what raid does i love uh i love the whole story of raid raid is fascinating to me from its uh from its mm-hmm. beginnings and its uh you know its, it's its new transition into what it's becoming and it's just cool that this thing that was you know it really this thing that was just uh so mythic and so mm-hmm. magical in this weird way is becoming something as magical but so different so now open to the world and so accessible
1: and so you know uh community driven i think is a absolutely a one, especially and, and, as things open up again we've got so we we've just literally been been formulating some plans uh for 2022 that that are you know again just in the in the ideation phase but hopefully once thing you know let's let's knock wood again that that things will slowly get back to normal this year finally and we can actually uh, get some traction on some of these community oriented events that we really really want to lean into uh with especially in person face to face uh around the studio or or even the convention circuit you know or live shows or things like word on the street or tcaf or fan expo you know
0: Absolutely. You know, that's what's great about part of what Raid is doing now too, is because a lot of this is giving back into the community. You know, it's lending a lot more support and a lot more motivation and a lot more opportunity. And, uh, you know, that's what a lot of the up and comers need. And it keeps that waterfall flowing in in a huge, you know, wave. So i love just, it i love it i have just
1: sort of brushed upon it but in terms of the rich history like i, I even you know just name drop tx comics and that in itself is absolutely fascinating maybe uh, i'll try to get uh, ramon and dax in here to chat with you at some point as their campaigns are going oh talk i'd love to about I'd... the web comic scene and especially how innovative tx comics was back then like well, uh, those of us who were there and and sort of witnessing it especially around tcaf they, they had quite a, a cool promotion with a little uh giveaway newspaper like a sunday funnies kind of kind of thing right. back then and and yeah it's it's the fact that ramon is reviving this and carl has done so well with charles christopher it's it's well worth having a talk about this new uh web comics paradigm paradigm right of of giving away your content for free and building that readership and following and uh, seeing what comes once you start your your print version your crowdfunding for it sounds
0: amazing um I, I can't wait to hear all about it and see it all there's so many exciting things coming from raid press and raid studio and all my friends and uh, also coming up is toronto comic con where all these folks will be there's going to be entire raid row as there usually is Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being home base and all. So uh, Toronto, as you all not from Toronto like to say, uh, come on out to Toronto um, and check out Toronto Comic-Con happening March 18th, I believe, to the 20s. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's the weekend at the after it's the ending cap weekend to March break. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I plan to be there. I plan to, I, I hope, be podcasting. I don't know if that's appropriate yet to stand, I guess, and have a conversation with a microphone. In between. Is that OK? Can I do
1: that? You think? Uh, in what context?
0: Like you know what i mean like can i interview people like
1: yeah I, i'm sure if they're not busy and and not busy with commerce you know if they have time but it's physically is the, it
0: physically acceptable
1: you know what i'm saying oh i i'm uh you mean in terms of the convent the the convention yeah center like the we... convention center like do
0: can i hold a microphone between two people or do we have to <laughs> that is a, like, do that we is have is to a... kind of yell at the microphone to make sure that, that we're is loud a good enough?
1: question that is a good question. Once, once sort of yeah. the uh, guidelines, because things are, it's a moving target right now. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and again, it's also uh, not only is it about the guidelines it, as we've discovered, there's a new etiquette, right? It's whatever everyone's comfort level is. So I've exactly really yeah. as we head back into this, it's been an interesting kind of thing in terms of asking uh, prior, what's your comfort level, you know, in terms of, you know, handshakes or elbow bumps or just waving to each other or uh you know again masks will i'm guessing masks will probably still be mandated uh, although- i
0: literally don't understand how we all didn't just adapt the vulcan salute <laughs> it was, it, no like literally i know it's funny but like we yeah, talked yeah. about this at the very beginning of the pandemic and like why are why didn't we all just do that like is it because to me yeah. people are unable to do that can you do it
1: Actually yeah I can. It looks like I can.
0: I can do it. I can do it yeah, fine. Yeah yeah,
1: but not apparently not everyone the uh actress who played or uh T'Pol apparently famously uh she was not able to do it.
0: Yeah, they had to taper uh, at some point, didn't they? Uh
1: I think they used uh, they cut in someone else's hand. So T'Pol was uh, uh someone correct me if I'm misremembering, but uh, I believe T'Pol was uh Spock's uh uh arranged marriage, right?
0: i'm not in, sure in the original I, series is that who it was i thought yeah, I, I, was, that... I thought to paul was the one from uh enterprise with archer isn't that the vulcan wasn't it to paul on that one? Oh, I don't know. okay
1: again I, I i don't know well we we, we really someone who is better we're star trek series. guys Guys, don't don't string yeah, us we're up. Star uh, Wars guys. We're, we're, yeah, we're Star Wars guys. Uh we like Star Trek. We're we're into the Star Trek, but if you want the deep cuts, uh, it's Star Wars for us. But I my... love
0: Discovery though. I really
1: love Discovery. Really? Okay. Oh, I, that's a I like parts great, of Discovery
0: great show. I think I it's like fantastic. But here's what we're going to do, kids. Cause we've talked for a while. We were going to talk about Peacemaker and Sam and I are still going to talk about <laughs> Peacemaker, but what we're going to do is though, even though we're going to continue this conversation between him and I now, uh, this is where we're going to put a pin in this show and we're going to talk about Peacemaker, but I'm going to release it separately from the conversation that we just had because the conversation we just had was deep and interesting enough. I believe for an episode unto itself, um and raid absolutely definitely deserves uh its own episode worth of conversation and sam i Greatly appreciate and thank you for providing it. Uh, I thank you for all your efforts at Ray, because I know you are a big cog in the wheel that keeps all of this turning around. And (laughs) I'm sure that everyone uh, involved would want me to express their appreciation. Even the folks that I don't know, I'm sure would agree. uh, You know, thank you for for putting so much effort that you've put into I'm just a team
1: player I I am just a team player You are a huge
0: team player You are an uber eager beaver team player And I'm sure everybody appreciates it greatly And uh, the effort you put in Is evident man And uh, the uh, the effort everybody's putting in Is evident as well And uh, it's a beautiful thing Raid is doing wonderful stuff Everybody check out Raid uh, The Royal Academy of Illustration and Design Sam, thank you so much for your time My friend
1: Thank you for devoting an entire episode to this. This was very unexpected, but a lot of fun. Thanks, brother.
0: Always fun, kids. That is all we are going to have this week on an elegant weapon. Come back. I'm probably going to post it very shortly after for our peacemaker review. Uh, but that's all we're going to have for this episode. So please, thank goodies.